Welcome to The Riley June Show. I'm your host, Riley June, international intuition coach and spiritual activator. This podcast is designed for the souls who are ready to dive into what spirituality, consciousness, and healing truly is like. Here you will find the conversations and insight most spiritual teachers aren't willing to have. Why? Because we pull back the curtain on what truly takes place as you move through your healing journey, the duality of the light and the dark, and the role ethics and integrity undeniably play in your ascension experience. I have had the pleasure of working with tens of thousands of people, from clients, stories shared through messenger chats, and others in the industry to know exactly what this journey will look like for you. These episodes will share conversations of industry leaders bridging the gap to the new paradigm of reality and individuals sharing their heart through their soul's journey they've been through and what they've learned along the way. So if you're ready to go deep, unlock truth, and activate into the blueprint of you, this is going to be a space you're not going to want to miss out every Monday. Are you ready? Let's activate. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode. I am so excited to have a very special guest, Kirsta Breeza, on with us today because she is not only, not only has she just gone through a massive rebirth and empowerment experience for herself, which we're going to absolutely get into, but she also helps you with all things inner child healing and transformation in your life. And her journey is one like many of you probably resonate with. It didn't start off easy. But through her decision to find herself and heal her life, she transformed in so many different ways. And so I don't want to take any any glory away from her beautiful story. So Kirsta, thank you so much for being with us today. And I'd love for you to just start off with sharing who you are and what you do in this world. Hi, Riley. I'm so excited. I feel like we haven't connected in forever. So thank you for having me again. My name is Kirsta Breeza and... Um... I am a new mom um, to my fourth baby, so I am a little bit busy at the moment, but going into the new year, I'm really, really excited to start serving other moms as well. I feel like I have finally found my niche in this world um, after really discovering myself and going through a really intense four years of self-development and healing. With that, what I like to offer other moms is a self-discovery I like to lead them back to themselves um, and their self-understanding and observation so they can find compassion for where they're at and, and where they've been, just like I've had to do on my own journey. And also with the inner child healing, that was a whole, that was a whole nother next level that I didn't even know existed when I started looking into that. I really just learned that the wounds from our past hold us back from where we are, like where we're meant to be. Isn't it so crazy how you go into something initially? So when you had first come to me, our direction was like, you knew you wanted to do something, but first you had to like sort yourself out. So like you were looking for self-clarity, you knew you had gifts, you wanted to understand your intuition, you wanted to not be riddled with guilt and shame and anxiety anymore about being a mom and being a wife and being a person. And it was like, it was kind of like this generalization that ended up unfolding into something so much deeper for you that took you into not only then realizing you wanted to serve other women and help them to not have to 
face the things or hold on to the things that you were releasing for yourself. But then it took you into inner child trauma healing. It took you into other certificates. It took you into manifesting your new baby. Like it's so fascinating. I'd love to hear your perspective on this of what takes place when we even just like on a surface level decide like, Hey, I'm sick and tired of my own shit. Like I need to work on something let's find the support, someone I trust, and let's go from there. And then it unravels into like a whole nother experience. Right? Oh my gosh, that is really wild. Because when I first came to you, I literally was just looking for some sort of inner peace. I was looking for nothing else other than that. After going through like years of therapy and big pharma medication and things like that, I didn't know finding somebody who just could connect me to myself would bring me such internal peace. And with that, after all of those years, knowing that this actually existed, I was like, wow, other people have got to know that this is, this is real. Cause I mean, I've spent, I spent years in the void of what I like to call it the void. I mean, both before and after motherhood, absolutely no idea who I was unworthy. To, I, I, I didn't really care what I was doing. I just, needed, I just needed to find some sort of happiness. That's that's what I found by, by coaching with you, Riley. So I'm so, so grateful you started me on this journey. It unraveled after that into so many things. And I just, just have this deep desire to serve now that I know that happiness is possible. I'm going to crack you open here because I can feel your rawness. So we're going <laughs> to, we're going to move through it. <laughs> I want to know from you, what does empowerment mean and how, and I don't know if this is kind of a loaded question, but how has finding empowerment in yourself and your life really allowed you to awaken into that piece? Like, what has that looked like? And I know it's not just like one specific event, but, you know, kind of t- talk about that journey a little bit. Just finding a self-identity and finding, figuring out or really feeling like I'm meant to do something in this world rather than just have life live for me. Coming into finding inner peace and, you know, discovering this power within you, it led you to deciding to have a home birth, which ended up being a free home birth. Um, What has that experience been like for you then following up after three C-sections? This is, this is actually a funny question. Hopefully I don't offend anybody by answering this, but I literally... And for probably about five years, I literally get off on doing things that people think I should not do is what I like to do. Hello. When I, when I know that, that that sounds crazy, but truly, 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 I love going against the grain, really just doing what people think that I can't do. That's what empowers me to go forward and, and to do all these, what people think would be crazy or abnormal things or unconventional things. Um, so yeah, the more people tell me I can't do something or the more that the world tells me to be a certain way, I really like to, um, to go the opposite way. And that's, that's what empowers me. Not even that. I mean, there's been family in the past growing up that would say things and I, and I, I always just, I like to go the opposite way. I guess you can say I'm the black sheep. (laughs) Aren't we all? I can absolutely relate to that. The whole reason that I pursued mediumship openly was literally because of the, the women that I used to hang around and they thought I was actually crazy. They're like, how did you go from self isolating? We haven't even heard from you for a year and a half to all of a sudden going live. Nobody uses that feature 
And then like, or unless you're one of those people who do affiliate marketing for like an agic or <laughs> some right. pyramid scheme to going live. And now you talk to like dead people, what the fuck? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I do. And it was like, that was like my primary motivating driver to actually pursue that. So for you coming into um, also having just had a baby, I know that the experience, especially being more intuitively connected, I feel like it really changes the whole dynamic of birth, of motherhood, um, of trusting yourself in your body. Uh, for me personally, I didn't make a plan. So everyone, my mom, Phil's mom, Phil, my doctor, they're all stressing out. They're like, what are you doing? Where are you delivering? What's going on? I'm like, I know I am not meant to make a plan. Like I am meant to just wait for that time when it's happening, wherever I am, like that's what's going to go down. Thank God that I trusted my intuition because it allowed me to not only be in the right place at the right time, but then end up delivering um, in a hospital where Nick, you had to be on standby because of how much macomium was in, was in me. And so if I would have like made a plan and stayed in Viking or done something else, I might not have had that support that I needed specifically Viking because they don't have a NICU on hand. Thankfully, we didn't need NICU, but it was one of those things that was very concerning among so many other things. So for you going into your experience, you had initially had a midwife and then there was like a whole debacle that you can get into as much as you want around that. But what you ended up doing was having to literally rely on the trust of yourself and your husband and a really close friend. And so what was that experience like for you doing it so unconventionally, though it's really actually more going back to the roots of what we do, let's be honest, (laughs) (laughs) compared to your last three. My last three, I think you mentioned before, were three C-sections. So with this one, I knew that I wanted to have a natural birth. And I knew that I wanted to have a water birth. And if I'm being completely honest, I always, from the very beginning of this, I wanted to have a free birth, but for my husband's peace of mind, we did hire a midwife. Um, so through all of the complaining that I've done on social media about her bailing on us last second, it really was a blessing for me. And, and luckily I had a really long time, you know, nine, 10 months to prep my husband. And he just had all the faith and trusted me. So it wasn't really scary for me. I don't think that if I haven't gone through the last four years, specifically very much the last two years with mindset and self-trust that I could have done that. But from the very, very beginning, I was confident in my choice, literally no fear at all until, you know, the first three days of labor when I got sick. So, um, yeah, I was just, I was just empowered and ready to go and, and it all went well, luckily, thankfully. Yes. Isn't it so interesting? I'm seeing so many more women who are choosing to go down that road, whether it be midwife, whether it be home birth, free births. And obviously like sometimes that's not always everyone's experience, but how how was that for you navigating the fears surrounding doing things a different way and going against the grain because I know for me personally I did way less checkups I only did two no three ultrasounds to find out that I the baby wasn't dead in my first eight weeks that was a huge fear for me then to find out what the baby was at 20 weeks and then I did one more at the end because I still had that same fear come up around 
Um, is my baby even alive? I can, I felt it kicking yesterday. It's not kicking as much as what is going on. So I ended up having another ultrasound at the end as well. Even in terms of appointments, I had much less appointments. I didn't have any invasive appointments until literally I was giving birth because the baby was stuck. So my midwife had to shove some hands where hands should not go. (laughs) (laughs) It was for me really challenging because it really required me to lean more on self-education than anything. But then it was also like, we don't realize how programmed we are until we're going through the process of doing it differently. And again, it's really just going back to the roots of what women used to do. So I'd love to know what that experience was like for you as much as you'd like to share, get into that. Because I think something that's not really talked about much as we go through these processes, oftentimes in spiritual growth and development, rebirth is talked about a lot, but you really go through a rebirth when you find your power in birth. And I mean, some people are in their forties or fifties or sixties. They're not necessarily going to go having babies at that point, but like even bringing them into that experience through your experience is something that I find has been really helpful for clients, potential clients and and my audience as well. So I'd love to hear your, your journey with that as much as you'd like to share. So from the very beginning, knowing what I wanted to do, I honestly best friends, family, I mean, people close to me, I literally just had to ignore anything they had to say. If I'm being honest, I'm not sure I can count on one hand how many people had faith in me in this experience. So I ignored a lot of people and their negativity and um, just completely detached myself from that. I think I probably prayed every single day for the whole entire pregnancy, every single day. I didn't, I didn't do any testing. Like I did the, I did two ultrasounds. That is all I did. So, I mean, people are asking me, did you do this test or that test? I don't remember any of that because it's been six years since I've had a baby. So I don't even know what I was quote unquote supposed to, to do. I just didn't do any of it and had whole full faith in myself. And, and also, like you said, intuition comes in huge here if I felt any type of way, if, if, if something seemed wrong, I obviously wouldn't have gone this far with it, Yeah. but I never got to that point where I felt like I was doing anything wrong or that there was anything wrong with the baby. Um, and like I said, I did the two ultrasounds one, just because I was getting anxious and I wanted to see what it looked like. So I waited, I think until 25 weeks to get the first one. I did get a little bit nervous towards the end. So I think it was about 30 weeks that I made sure the head was down, which it could have easily flipped after that. But um, the peace of mind, it, it helped. It's such a beautiful experience to go through pregnancy more so with the trust and faith in yourself and your body and in God. And just knowing that it's going to work out as it's meant to, because there's so many things that come up. I know for me personally, I really struggle in the first 10 weeks around my mindset. It was like, can I handle this? Is my body going to make it? Is the baby going to make it? Like I had spent, I don't even know how it ended up on my reels. Like one of the things that I was targeted most was like people's miscarriage stories or rainbow baby stories. And I'm like, oh man, like I really hope it never happens to me. So like my first 10 weeks was like, I was a nightmare. (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. Thankfully, you know, we have the tools so we can deal with this stuff. And that's pretty much what I relied on along with prayer like you. And I find that even postpartum, really interesting to give myself that peace and that grace that I never did in the last pregnancies. 
because like, I think you made a post today where you were like, give yourself that grace for the first six weeks, because like, you're literally finding yourself again. And I'd love to know from you, your baby's four weeks old now, almost a month. Three weeks, three weeks. Yeah, three weeks, three weeks yesterday. So we're still very new to the postpartum phase. Well, halfway through, hopefully. So what does that look like for you in giving yourself grace through this period of time and just like readjusting? You know, if I'm being honest, my giving myself grace starts today because I truly am, am being completely honest here. I have been struggling and I think it's mostly around the fact that I have done so much work and I do have all the tools <laughs> and I, I know what I should be doing and what I can be doing. And yet I'm just sitting here, you know, not necessarily feeling sorry for myself, but I'm like, you know, this, this sucks. It's so hard. And, and I feel, feel so alone. And I literally know like five other people who just had babies and I'm not alone. So, you know, I pulled my head out of my butt today and decided that it starts today <laughs> and going forward, I'll use the tools that I preach about and that I I've learned about for the last few years. So, well, it really shows the capacity of a leader to be honest and, and vulnerable and, and true. If I'm being honest myself, the first three weeks were an absolute write-off. I tried so hard to push myself mentally to just get up and clean the house. Even though for the first week, my mom literally lived with us for a week. And like, I felt like I had to outdo her when her whole purpose was to like clean and cook for us to make sure meal, the kids were fed, the meals were made, like everything was done. Like she did our laundry, she swept and vacuumed. And I'm like, oh, like I got to outdo my mom. Meanwhile, like I, my body was trashed after giving birth. So I could hardly move, but I'm like trying to get up and I'm like, draining my legs across the floor. <laughs> it's like, you know, sometimes we just actually have to go through the experience of life to have those moments where it's like, okay, I threw my pity party. I had my moment. I had my experience, whatever. And now I get to be like, okay, pat on the back, time to recalibrate essentially. So I want to acknowledge you for sharing that honestly, because it's something that in this phase of giving birth, there's so many women in both of our communities, especially going forward in yours, because you support moms where this kind of stuff isn't talked about. And we always feel like we have to have our shit together. We got to be this conscious parent or we got to, you know, have our routine down because we just like whatever just happened. That's not actually like real life. Like sometimes things just throw us for a loop. So I'd love to know from you, what is one thing that you would suggest or even for your own experience that you're implementing to really help you with that patience or that grace, no matter, you know, what's taking place. Just being present and conscious and surrendering to this very, very moment, because I know in this postpartum situation, like your mind is all over the place and all the things you could be doing and should be doing and especially for, I mean, people like us, we have multiple children. And I feel like, honestly, I feel like I think I'm, I'm thinking for all of my children. I'm feeling all my feelings for all of my children. And like, there's just so much. It's hard. It truly is hard to focus on yourself. So I feel like it actually takes a little extra effort during this time to just surrender to the now fully and truly. So that that would be my advice both to myself and to everybody else going through this experience. 
Motherhood is such a blessing. And it, it's so interesting to me how in our society, I did a podcast a, a few weeks ago and it was like, I understand why men would want to be women because we fucking rock as much as it's <laughs> extremely difficult. But <laughs> but it's also one of those things where it's like, I think the idea of motherhood is really taken for granted because it's expected of us, but there is so little support or really education that is granted to us. And it has to be a self-experience, which I think actually makes it more beautiful and powerful and empowering because we have to be willing to go out of our way to seek that support or that help or that consistency or, or whatever it is to start the conversations. And so I really love how you transitioned your work from wounds to wisdom. And I'd really love to know what that means to you. So what does wounds to wisdom mean to you? Well, I, I would say just from, <laughs> from being young into now being 34 years old, I mean, it just is exactly what it says, wounds to wisdom. I going through years of darkness and depression and anxiety and finally learning that, um, that's not my identity. That's not who I am. And going through all the work to um, to release all that or to write new stories, that's what it is. I've, le- I've learned so much and I've learned not to identify myself with the pain that I've gone through and to not to identify myself as broken, even though I fully believe that we can never fully heal, that we're always just a work in progress. We have the ability to learn from the brokenness or the sadness that we've been through. And with the wisdom, it's so much easier to move forward, empower yourself from, from those places. I love it. And why mom specifically, does that really light you up to work with them? For the longest time, I felt like I needed to find my identity outside of motherhood. Cause I felt like that's all I was. That's, that's the only, that's, that's my only title. And I just know that that's not true. And so that's, that's why I choose moms because I know that so many moms feel the same. Like I'm, I'm just a mom and I know that sounds terrible because motherhood is amazing and it's the best. And it's my absolute favorite title. I probably sound so ungrateful. I'm obsessed with my children. I feel like in this journey, I have found that my purpose is both being a mom especially becoming a mom at 19 and going through so many different changes over having four children. My purpose is both being a mom and helping moms find their identity in motherhood. So I want to leave it there because I think that's a beautiful place to really let the listeners like sit and settle, especially if you are a mom or you're becoming a mom. It is uh, over the years or with multiple children, even just one, it can be very overwhelming. We talked about many different stages of going through the pregnancy of postpartum of the changes in the transitions, the mindset of the emotions that come up through through all of it the ways that you are challenged and it's one of those things that even I myself struggled with that where I was like actually the reason that I even started a business wasn't just because I was trying to like stick it to people that I knew it was also because I wanted something to to be a part of or to create that wasn't just motherhood And again, same with you. It's not that I'm ungrateful for my children. I love them. They're amazing. And I'm obsessed with them too. But as a person, 
as a woman, we need other things to do. Otherwise, like anything, you just get consumed in one thing and then you get lost in it. You don't feel as connected to it. You don't feel as grateful for it. There's not that duality um, within and around it. So I would love to hear from you, Kirsta, what you have going on or what's coming up that people can expect to be a part of your world, how they can work with you and what that looks like. So right now I have two offerings. One will be opened starting at January 1st, and it is the Spark Method Method Inner Child Healing Session. That I will be taking three clients a week for, and you can find that on my, um, all of that Insta, all of that information on my Instagram. And then um, unfortunately, I'm not taking one-on-one clients until the beginning of February, just because I do want to respect myself and the baby and my family through this first six to eight weeks of postpartum. Um, but I will be fully ready to take clients. I'm, I'm open to working with any women, but specifically mothers, I would really, really like to, um, serve. So again, beginning in February, I'll be open to one-on-one clients. So we'll just, we'll just work around your needs and your wants and I can help you going forward. So connect with me if that's something that you're interested in. I just wanted to say, if somebody was to mention this podcast and this is where they found me, then I was going to give them 20% off of whatever service that they chose. So Yay. Awesome. So I'm going to make sure to link everything in the comments below so you guys can go check her out. I highly recommend that, especially if you're in a beginning stage of of your journey or you're in that place where you have done healing work, but you can't seem to break through the thresholds and you're just finding that you're continuously going for the same type of work over and over again, that you go and you reach out to Kirsta because inner child work is the foundation the primary point of your breakthroughs. It's really helping you to understand and uncover why you have certain behaviors and patterns and emotional signatures and energetic experiences towards, really it depends on you, it depends on your life. And so uncovering that always comes back to the inner child. So these spark methods, I have also had one done from the beautiful woman who has trained her and it is 100% worth everything you have within you, not only for yourself, but also for the people around you. Um, when I did a spark method training or, uh, session, it helped me to uncover a lot of things surrounding financial burdens that I carried from my father when I was placing all that guilt and shame and blame on myself. And when I had that awareness, it really allowed me to detach from the habits that I have and completely changed my momentum for discipline surrounding that area of my life. So it really does change everything that you do. So I highly recommend you go reach out to her. Um, At the very least, go and be a part of her world because she's gonna have a lot of great things coming out this year. And uh, you get to see her super cute baby too. So that's always (laughs) Thank you so, so much for having me. This was so fun. Yay, well, thank you for joining us. And I can't wait to connect with you again soon. Before you go, I would love and appreciate so much if you could take a moment of your time to leave a five-star review. It helps me to be able to get this message out to so many more in the world. And I am so truly thankful that you choose this place to be every single week. Until next time, don't forget to find the magic in today.